all that we do. He is great. Amen. So we want to get right into our lesson again tonight. We're talking about overcoming fear. Amen. And the Lord says in Isaiah 41, Fear thou not, I am with thee. Be not dismay, I am thy God. I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Amen. And the key to, to being a complete overcomer and all areas of our lives is to trust and believe in God's Word and what God tells us that He will do. We have to get to those points in our lives that we walk by faith and not by sight, trust in God and and everything uh, that we face and come against. Amen. And one of the things we find, Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.7, he says that God has not given us the spirit of fear. He's given us love. He's given us power. And he's given us a sound mind. So therefore, if fear grips us, then we know it's not coming from God. The same way fear is a spirit, Isaiah also tells us in 61.3 that there's another spirit called what? The spirit of heaviness. So you see, God identifies things for us in his word that is not of him. And then he gives us the answer to help us to be overcomers. And that's why we have to learn to be a doer of God's word and not a hearer only. And last week we was talking about the ways we uh, can overcome is to know that God is always with you. And sometimes that may take a while for you to grow into this and that you have that understanding that he is with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you in all that you do. Amen. God will be right there with you every step of the way. You know, that song says, Jesus, hold my hand. Lord, I need thee every hour through this pilgrim land. Protect me by thy saving power. Hear my feeble plea. Oh, Lord, look down on me. When I kneel in prayer, I hope to beat you there. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. You know, let me walk with you, Jesus. Those songs of deliverance, those songs of compassion, those songs of love that the Lord has given and has been written, we have to cling to those. Amen. We cannot uh, allow our thought process to cause us to think that God is not there. Amen. We can't neglect the silence because he's He's watching. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro upon the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of them that fear him. Amen. Those that reverence him. Those that love him. And God says, I'm not going to leave you. So we've got calm assurance, amen, that the Lord will always be get with us. There's no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. Because this is the heritage of the children of the Lord. Amen. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Bible tells us that the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Amen. And Psalms 118. Amen. It lets us know that we're not going to die, but we're going to live and glorify the Lord. Amen. And David goes on. He says, you open up to me the gates of righteousness and I will go into them and I'll praise the Lord. Amen. And so God has given us a garment of praise for those spirits of heaviness and those things that comes against us, love, power, and a sound mind. As the gospel did not come in word only, but it came in power, it came in the Holy Ghost, and it came in much assurance. Amen. That God is our anchor. He is our stronghold. He is our tower. Amen. The righteous can run into it and be safe. Amen. Amen. Praise God. He's with us every step of the way. As Jude said, we just need to build up ourselves on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping ourselves in the love of God. Amen. Standing on the promises, standing on the word, holding tight. Amen. As close as the mention 
of His name. Amen. He loves us. He cares for us. So tonight we want to go to number B. We need to control our imaginations. Controlling our imaginations. Paul wrote to the church at Corinth. He says, though, 2 Corinthians 10, 3. He says, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are money through God. Through the pulling down of strongholds, casting out imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself to, against the knowledge of God, and bring into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Amen. So we can't allow our imaginations to get out of control. Amen. If we allow our imaginations to control us and what we think is going to happen, it can drive you crazy. There's people in the, in the, what they call the crazy house because of imaginations. Amen. People imagine the bad. They imagine the worst. Uh, you know, if we can imagine the bad, why can't we imagine the good? <laughs> you know, uh, and this is what God wants. He wants us to always imagine the good. You know, we can let our imagination, fear and anxiety thrives when we imagine the worst. Amen. Uncontrolled imaginations is a nesting ground for anxiety and fear that can spoil a good, happy life. Amen. Think about that. It can, it, it just drives you crazy. Some people misuse their imagination chronically and so suffer much more anxiety than those who project their future, uh, their imagination constructively or who don't tend to think about the future at all. Amen. Anxiety and chronic worries tends to misuse their imagination to the extent that upcoming events can be seen as a catastrophic uh, waiting to happen. A catastrophe, excuse me, waiting to happen. No wonder people live lives can be ruined so easy by fear and anxiety. So God has not given us the spirit of fear. We have to get complete control over this thing called imagination. Amen. Have you ever turned out the lights in your room at night and you're home by yourself and all of a sudden your mind starts thinking somebody's in the house? You start hearing things that you never heard before. And before you know it, if you're not careful, you can start thinking somebody's in the house. It has been stated that people have called the police and says, there's somebody in my house. The police comes to your house. They go through the house. They don't find a thing there. You know, next night is the same thing. Well, after a period of time, what are they going to think? This person's losing their mind. Say. You know, and so therefore, we have to get control of our imaginations because if not, it can run you to off the deep end. You know, you, you think that somebody is behind you. You're walking home. I can remember as a kid, man, from where I lived to my neighbor's house, it was about a, three quarters of a mile. And there was two graveyards down the road where the street lights from somebody's house because we lived in the country so they had their porch light on so and the graveyard was always down the hill in the in the crook going down the road where the lights couldn't be seen and your mind is automatically going crazy about Fear because you think somebody is going to be in the graveyard that's going to get up out of the grave and scare you. You know, and I mean, and I every time I would pick up my steps a little bit and before you know it, man, and I was booking, man, you know. And, and, in, in the, why? Because I imagined somebody was there. Fear, fear, fear. I can remember one night, 
my brothers, man, they they were running so hard and and they showed up and uh, and they ran through the door, man, and almost broke the door to the house. And my dad says, "What's wrong with you boys?" And they said, "Somebody's behind us and stuff." Nobody, nobody. You know, it's just that way. You know, the psalmist says in Psalms 104 and verse 20, I think it is. He says that the Lord has made the darkness in the night and it's during that time that the wild beast creeps forward. So a lot of the times the noises we hear could be the animals and stuff that we don't see in the daytime that's coming out, you know. And I know sometimes I've gotten up in the night and looked out in my yard, living right in the city, and there was a yard full of deer out there eating the flowers, you know. You know, so those noises, amen. So our imaginations can run us crazy if we are not careful, amen. So thoughts that says we can't do it, we have to overcome those, amen. And put them in our minds and say, God's Word says, I can do it. Amen. Those that says you will lose, we have got to bring those thoughts into captivity to where we can say, we win. Amen. You, you've got to not let, you can't allow your imaginations to go crazy and cause you to respond to your imaginations if they're evil imaginations. The children of Israel, as we saw last week in, in Numbers 13 and 14, they immediately imagined that their enemies were much bigger than them, that they were grasshoppers, and that their enemies was going to destroy them. And so and as a result of this, amen, they missed the promised land. They let their imagination and what they thought get into their hearts, which got into their mind, which elevated their fear, amen, and pushed them to a point that they could not get over it, amen, to trust God anymore. And that's what happens a lot of times when our imaginations, if we let it keep running and running and running and don't bring it to a stop, it will inflict so much fear and anxiety and panic in our lives that we won't believe God. We don't, because now the delay in God answering our prayers, we are still afraid. We're still afraid to try. We're still afraid to believe that God can do it. Amen. And this is what the enemy desires. Is he, he, that's how he reaches his goal by the causing us to fear. Amen. And thinking that it's not going to be good for you. We go to the doctor and the doctor says, well, I looked at your x-ray and I saw a spot. Immediately our minds can start turning and imaginations can start running. And we immediately start thinking the C word. Immediately. You know, I've seen x-rays and I've seen them but spots. So, so every time I look at one, all I see is spots up there. So I don't know what they're looking at. I don't even know how they read them, to tell you the truth. Amen. But we immediately start to think the negative. We immediately start to think the bad is, is going to happen. And as a result, that if we're not careful, this can get in our hearts and in our thinking and into our mind. And as a result of that, we are focusing on that and not on the healer and on God's ability or what God is doing through us. With this, amen. What is God trying to show us? Is He trying to show us to trust Him more? If they say we need to do a biopsy, oh man, now it really gets the imaginations get to going crazy in our minds, in our hearts, in our thoughts. Amen. And so we have to realize that the enemy is trying his best to inflict fear within our minds, in our hearts, and in our souls. Amen. You know, and so he, if we're not careful, it can steal our joy. It can steal our strength. Because where's our focus? We become restless. We can't sleep. We can't focus on what is being said. Amen. Because that's in the back of our minds and we're thinking about that 
all the time. Amen. But I like what Paul said. He says, if I live or die, I'm the Lord's. <laughs> Amen. And so that's what my my focus is. Is I, God did not tell me how he's going to take me out of here. He just says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place, I'll come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. So if I suffer getting out of here, I'm still going to be the Lord's. If I go through it all happy and peachy and creamy, I'm still going to be the Lord's. If I have to go out of here crawling on my belly, I'm still going to be the Lord's. Amen. I'm committing myself to the Lord and I'm not going to allow... Fear to control my life because it did not come from God. Amen. I have to build up myself on my most holy faith. James tells us to resist the devil and he'll flee from us. Amen. So if God is, is with us and he is with us, amen, then we get to that point where we have to believe the word of God. Amen. We got to trust his word. Amen. And not allow our imaginations to run rampant. Saul, amen, you stop, you know, every time I read and I study about King Saul, man, here is a man that had everything to be successful. Amen. The Bible even tells us that from the time he was anointed to be the king of Israel, the first king of Israel, that God gave him a band of men that went with him whose hearts God had touched. Amen. God had already prepared everything that he would need because God understood that they were not going to be able to do it by themselves, even though they rejected him. And so God still gave them what they needed to be successful to fulfill his promise to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Amen. He still was going to protect them no matter what. But when David came down to the battlefield and slew Goliath, notice what happens as the people start singing. You know, Saul has killed his thousand, David has killed his ten thousand. Amen. And with that, jealousy set in and envy set in. And so Saul began to say, what is left but the kingdom? And so he began to fear David. Amen. And, and David's abilities and what David could do. And so and as a result, he went around and began to let his imagination to run rampant. And as a result of that, he started killing everybody that was out to help him. See? And usually that's what happens in fear is if we don't overcome it and our imagination start running rampant, we start attacking people that we think, is against us, and they're not against you. You know the old saying, hurt people hurt people? Right. Amen. Right. Amen. They do. When people are hurting, they'll hurt somebody else. So you have to be careful to not allow that hurt feeling that you have to hurt someone else. You latch out. You say the wrong words. You say the wrong things. And you can bring hurt and harm to someone else. Amen. So we have to get control of our anxieties and fears so that they don't control us in our lives. Amen. The same way as that spirit of heaviness, we need to bring it under control. Amen. I might be attacked. Amen. But I can't allow that to feed my fears. Amen. You know, people says, you know, PTSD. You know, yes, these things are real. But you stop and realize if you let it get into your mind long enough and you hear it over and over long enough, you know, it can push you further and further into your fear stage. Amen. So we got to realize, you know, uh, you know, I, I hear people a lot of times talk about fibromyalgia and all these other things. And I hear people says, well, that's the symptom my parents had, you know, and so their imaginations start running rampant. You know, just because my parents had it doesn't mean I'm going to have it. You know, we all got our own DNA, our own fingerprints, everything. Amen. So we can't allow these these things that we hear to get into our imagination. That's why the media and social media and things today it will cause you to imagine the wrong thing. So you have to have total control 
over your life. You have to control you. We talked about this a few months ago about having self-control. Amen. You've got to control yourself and not allow these things that you hear, things that you see, to begin to impair you to where you make wrong decisions and wrong choices. Amen. And so we we can't allow uh, our our imaginations to run rampant. So we got to get control of our imaginations. Amen. Next number C is we need to overcome fear as we meditate on the Word of God. The substance says, "This is my comfort and my afflictions. Thy Word had quickened me." When I'm going through things in my life. I need to have the Word of God hidden in my heart. Amen. I need to know what God's Word said. This is why we study God's Word. This is why we uh, meditate on God's Word. This is why we hide God's Word in our hearts. Amen. So that we have it in our hearts to know what God says and what God will do. It's the greatest resource that we have to conquer fear. As Paul says, the things that are written before was written for our example that we through patience and comfort of the Scripture finds hope. Amen. If you stop and think about the Word of God, this is almost, as Jesus says, as the kingdom of heaven is like a man who finds a treasure in the middle of the field. He sells everything he has to buy that treasure. Amen. And that's what we have right here in our hand is a treasure. Amen. It has the answers to everything we need. How to overcome things in our lives. How to be victorious. But if we don't open it, if we don't study it, if we don't hide it in our hearts and our minds, then when those fearful thoughts come, when those evil imaginations come, they will control us. They will overpower us that where we don't know what to do. This is what happens to a lot of people, amen, that don't know the Word of God, is they allow their imaginations again to run rampant, and as a result, they are holding the answer right in their hands, amen. So we have to meditate on the Word of God, amen. I'm sure you've heard the story about the young man, and I think I may have told it here before, about the young man that uh, wanted a car when he graduated uh, from college, a certain car. And when he came to his dad, his dad was a, a, a prominent businessman and everything. And so the dad, when he came to the dad's office, the dad gave him a Bible. And the son got mad and threw the Bible down on the desk and yelled at his dad and says, All your money and all the things you got and you didn't care enough. All you did just gave me a Bible. And he walked out and the son was gone for so many years. And he was away, you know. And finally, he gets a call after many, many years that his father had passed. And he would have to come and settle the business uh, situation and everything else. And when the son came back, amen, he saw that on his dad's coffee table there in his office was the same Bible that his father had brought him for his graduation gift. So finally the son is a little more mature now. So he picks it up and he opens it. And as he opens it, a key and a note fell out. And it was the father saying saying to him, you know, son, I'm so proud of what you have accomplished. And I am, you know, you, you did great and I want you to know just how proud I am of you. And so, and as a result, that car you want, here's the key. You go down to the shop and it's there for you. Amen. The answer of what he want was right there in the Word of God. The key to overcoming, the key to be successful, the key for everything he wanted was right there in the Word of God. Amen. And he lived all that life imagining, think about it, imagine that his father didn't care. Imagine thinking that his dad didn't care what he accomplished in everything. He let his imagination get the best of him. 
And so many people are like that. They let their imagination, they don't think God cares for them. They don't think God has the answer. They don't think God has the key, amen, to their problems. It's right there. Amen. Look, is in there, right in the Word of God. Amen. If we would just open that Word, amen, and meditate on it. As David said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the ways of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in there that he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree, amen, planted by the rivers of water. Think about it, the Word, it meditates, amen. As we meditate on it, it helps us to see how strong we are in Christ. If God is my refuge and God is my strength, then I can run into it and be safe. Amen. So I know He's with me. I may can't see Him physically, but I know His Spirit is in me. And, and as Isaiah said, I mean, as uh, the Psalms says, greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world, John says. Amen. And so therefore, we've got more power in us than what the enemy has. If I preach about the Holy Ghost, if I preach that God can do anything, if I can preach and tell God can deliver, then somewhere i got to believe it. Amen. I've got to believe what I'm telling you. You know? And so therefore, we've got to meditate on the Word of God. It is our strength. It is our power. As the Lord told Joshua, don't you ever let it depart out of your mouth. Because you have great success if you do what it tells you. Amen. And so we don't have to fear. We don't have to be afraid. We just meditate on the Word of God and let it be in our hearts. Amen. Because if God be for us, everybody else might as well be. Amen. And that's what the Lord is trying to get us to see in Isaiah 41. He says, hey, fear thou not. I'm with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will help you. Yea, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. And fear not. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you're in the rivers, they ain't going to overflow you. When you're in the fire trials of your life, they flame shall not kindle against you. Why? I've called you by your name. You are mine. We saw this in Isaiah 43.1 last week, right? You remember what the Lord says? You know, He starts out saying, I created you. I formed thee. I redeemed thee. And I've called you by your name. You are mine. What, mother, what other promise do I need? Amen. That I belong to Him. Amen. So that, that's the Word of God. Amen. It, it is so encouraging. I don't care what scripture you take. Jesus and through the apostles says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections, instructions, and righteousness that the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished to all good works. We can overcome anything, amen, in life. When Moses got to the Red Sea, the Pharaoh was behind them. Amen. The mountains is the left and the right of them. The Red Sea is for them. And they says, oh, we're going to die. We're going to die. They started imagining the bad immediately because they got a Red Sea. Nobody ever crossed the Red Sea. You know, what are we going to do? Walk in here and drown? They started imagining. If we go into the water, we're going to die. If we stay here, the Egyptians is going to kill us. If we go to the right, they're going to overtake us and kill us. If we go to the left, we can't cross the mountain, they're going to kill us. So their minds immediately start to wondering the evil. Amen. They start fearing now what was going to happen. They immediately had already forgot what they had just seen God do in Egypt. You know, they just just seen how God has brought them out. You would have thought they would have said, Psh. Man, those are, those guys crazy coming after us after what they just saw? You know, as that's, that would have probably been my mentality. But they feared. And Moses 
you know, said to the Lord. And what did God say? What are you crying to me for? Go forward. See? And that's the key. We don't need to stop and pray about every situation and every circumstance. He's already told us, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. You know, we just need to go forward. We just need to keep going. We just need to keep pressing towards the mark. We just keep need to lifting our hands and giving them praise and thanks. And as soon as Moses decided to go forward, what happened? The Red Sea opened up. You know, and they walked across, every one of them on dry ground. Somebody said that they walked right through the most largest aquarium in the world. They said, you know, can you imagine walking through and looking over here? That there's whales swimming and sharks swimming and everything swimming. And you're able to see all that. You're walking through on dry ground. And then you get to the other side and you look back. Amen. And you look back and here's Pharaoh's coming behind you. And then all of a sudden, the water starts closing in. You know, because Moses got to the other side and he says, Turn around and look, because the enemy you see today, you ain't going to see him tomorrow. You know, can you imagine? Amen. And this is the key, amen, is the Word of God. That's why those things that are written afore, Jesse, the Bible says, is written for our learning. Amen. Those stories is for us. God says, go forward. Don't let what you see stop you. You know, and I think the song says, I'm not going to live by what I see. I'm not going to live by what I feel. Deep down, I know that you're here with me. And I can't do anything. Through you, I can do anything. Through you, I can do all things. Because it's you that gives me strength. Nothing is impossible. (laughs) I believe, I believe in you. Amen. That's the key. Amen. God's Word is so powerful. God's Word is so encouraging. God's Word is so strong for us. Abekah says, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall there be no fruit in the vine. Though the labors of the olive shall fail, and though the earth shall not yield forth her fruit, and though the, uh, there be no herds in the stalls, he says, yet, through the sin, <laughs> amen, he says, yet, I will rejoice. I will rejoice in the Lord my God of my salvation. He alone is my strength. And he would make my feet like hinds feet and cause me to walk upon my high places. Notice God has higher plateaus. He has higher places for us. He says, come on up, John. Come on up. And I'll show you. Read Revelation sometime. You ever look at Revelation when, when the Lord said to John, come on up, John. And I'll show you. Amen. God says, come on up here. Get up a little bit higher. Amen. That's what we have to do. Amen. Is, is get in there and realize. Amen. Revelation to me is not a book of, I don't care about the end times. You know, I'm just, I just believing that I'm going to be there. Amen. And it's going to happen the way God says. Amen. He's prepared a place for me. And so that's what I'm excited about. What the Lord is going to do. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. And as God's Word encourages and strengthens us. Amen. His Word is my strength. This is my comfort in my afflictions. Amen. When fear comes, He's greater than all my fears. Amen. He's greater than anything that I can and cannot see. Amen. And so therefore, I cannot allow my imaginations to run rampant and go crazy because I know God's Word. Amen. His promises are yea and amen. The writer of Hebrews 6 says, verse 9, Beloved, I am persuaded of better things of you, things that accompany salvation though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards His name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the fullness of the hope, amen, that is set before you. Because when God made promise to Abraham, 
Because he could swear by no greater. He swore by himself saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he received the promise. Amen. So the word of God is, is there. You know, that's why Romans 8.24 says, We don't even know half the time what we should pray for, we all. You know, he said, but the spirit make an intercession with groaning, which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart know what is the mind of the spirit, because he made intercession for the saints of God. Why? According to the will of God. So the Holy Ghost kicks in. Amen. It rises up when we praise him. Amen. We don't have to worry. Amen. God will be there. David says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me in Psalms 34. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him was enlightened and their faces was not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angels of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and deliver them. Oh, taste. And see that the Lord is good. Blessed. Man, trust in Him. For there's no want to them that trust in Him. The young lion do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall want no good thing. Amen. Oh, magnify. The angels of the Lord. Think about it. That's why Psalms 91 says, He shall give His angels charge over thee. To keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands. Lest thou dash thy foot upon a stone. Amen. You shall tread upon the lion and the adder. Upon the young lion and dragon. You shall trample on the feet. Because you have set your love upon him. Amen. Think about it. And he says, because you have set your love upon him, I will set him up on high. Amen. Because he has known my name. He shall call and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. With long life shall I satisfy him and make known to him my salvation. David says, the Lord is my light, Psalms 27, and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. In whom shall I be afraid when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh? They stumble and they fall. Though in Hosha camp against me, and this my heart will not fear. Though war shall rise against me, and this I shall be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble He shall hide me in His pavilion, and the secret of His tabernacle He shall hide me. He shall set me on a rock, my head will be high, lift it high about my enemies round about me. Therefore, when I open this tabernacle, the sacrifices of joy, I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Amen. The Word of God. Meditate on it. God is my refuge and God is my strength. He's a very present help in the time of trouble, Psalms 46 says. Amen. In the end of that word, in 46, you know what he says? Be still and know that I am God. Amen. Just be still and know that I am God. Just rest. Don't let panic come against you. Just rest. When the enemy should come in like a flood, just rest. You got something with you. It's called the Spirit. It'll fight for you. You know? Praise God. <laughs> Amen. You know, you remember the story in the Old Testament when Gehaziah walked out that morning and he looked and here's all the enemy all around the hill and he came back to Elijah and said, Oh my goodness, at last, Master, what are we going to do? You would have thought Elijah would have went to shaking in his boots. But what did he said? He just says, hey, more be with us than them. <laughs> he says, God open his eyes and allow him to see. Amen. And when he opened Gehazi's eyes, the angels of the Lord was all around. Amen. And what happened? 
God smoked them with blindness. And Elijah led them right into the camp of their enemies. Amen. In the camp of the Samarians. And as a result, the Samarians said, Shall we kill them? He said, No, give them bread to eat. <laughs> yeah. Amen. See, because the scripture says, Heap coals of fire upon your enemy. If your enemy hungry, give him bread to eat. If he thirsty, give him drink. You heap coals of fire upon his head. Amen. We got power. We got the Lord is with us. Amen. And so his word is that comfort that we need from the beginning to the end. Heaven and earth to pass away. My word shall not pass away. Amen. You just meditate on the word of God. I know sometimes, you know, you look at, I don't know, like at the end of the year when Sister Parker stands up here and she gives you, come by and you pull your scripture out, you know. And you get a scripture and you might look at it and go, my goodness, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, one time I got one, I, it's been a while ago when I first got in the church, and I went, my goodness, man, I hope that don't come to pass. <laughs> you know, but as the year Kept going. And as I kept meditating on it, as I kept looking at it, my eyes began to open to the beauty of what it was saying to me and what it was speaking to me. And by the end of the year, I was strengthened, amen, through that scripture. What I thought was bad became good. Amen. And that's... That's, that's what you got to look at when you're studying the Word of God. When you look at the Word of God. You know, it, it, you know, sometimes you look at the Word of God. You, some of those warriors that were with David, do you know they was priests before they was warriors? That's why you need to look up some of those names that you, you read in the Chronicles and in the Kings. Those guys, some of, was of the tribe of the Levites. And the Levite was of the priesthood. Amen. Like Benia, the guy that got in the pit with the lion on the snowy day. You know, he was a priest. He became a priest. He was a mighty man. He was with Saul, uh, Solomon. He was with David. Amen. You, you'll read it when you come across it. Amen. You, you start reading Chronicles and, and Kings. And you'll see some of these names. I, you know, that's why I said that was my goal this year. Start seeing what these guys mean. And as I started looking up and it tells you what they were and, and who they was with in the time frame and what kingdom and things that they was a part of. And you, you get a clear understanding and you go like, wow. You know, there they was fighters. And then in the priesthood, you know, like Nehemiah and Ismael, what did they have? <laughs> you know, they had a sword in one hand <laughs> and a trowel in the other. Amen. Yeah, so we, we got to work and we've got to have the word, the sword of the spirit. Amen. It, it'll defeat our enemies for us. You can cut them down. Amen. You can take his spoils away. Praise God. Amen. Number D. Number D. Amen. We need to face your fears head on. Face your fears head on. Amen. Don't run from your fears. Because again, faith comes by hearing. Faith and courage is built by doing things that you seem dangerous and afraid of. You know, and so that's why you can't allow Things that, that will hinder you. I think I told you about how for years I was afraid to ride the roller coaster because I had written a book about one of the cars came off and gone on to another county and stuff. So, and that was like when I was in the third grade, you know, so here I am, a grown man, and I'm still was afraid to ride the roller coaster because that was my imagination had gone crazy that if I got in there, that was going to happen to me, you know. And so, and, and, you know, I'd gone through two wars, <laughs> you know, fighting wars, you know, and I'm still plagued by roller coaster fear. Until one day I made up my mind, man, I can't allow this thing to stop me and hinder me, you know. I've got to do something about it, you know. That's the same way with soul winning. Some people are afraid to go into the ghetto to witness to people. Some people are afraid to go into to, to what they might call a drug-infested area, area to witness to people. 
You know, fear will, will push you out like that. But you've got to realize God is with you. If you feel the unction to go, you have to go. You know, you've got to move in there and, and accomplish. You can't allow, walk by what you see. You've got to walk by faith. Uh, use wisdom, but allow God to lead you, to direct you, and to guide you. Amen. You've got to face your fears head on. In Second Samuel uh, uh, chapter 11, verse, I think it's 11, uh, 11 and 12, we know the story about Shimea, one of David's mighty men. You know, here he is, the Philistines wanted to invade. What did he do? He gets, everybody else took off, left him by himself. They ran and left him. And what did Shimea do? He got right in the middle of his bean field and defended his lentils. Amen. He faced his enemies head on. And the Bible says, and God worked a great victory. Notice, when he was taking a, willing to take a stand, God was willing to stand with him. Amen. And that's the key, is facing your enemies head on. When David came down to the battlefield, and Goliath had everybody told me, everybody was afraid of him. And if he'd have stayed there long enough... You know, Israel would have probably died right there. You know, because all he did was come out every day and torment them. And go back. And you would have thought somebody in the crowd would have said, if he's that big, yeah, why don't he come over this, over this valley? You know, they wouldn't go to him and he wouldn't come to him. And he's so big, you stop and think about it. He's got an armor barrier. <laughs> Read it. You know, Goliath's got a guy carrying his stuff. You know, so, you know, if you're that big, you don't need nobody to carry your stuff. But he was just as afraid of them as they were of him. You know, and then when David comes down to the battlefield and he hears him defile the armies of God, David says, I'll fight him. You know? And so by David taking on his enemy head on, the fear that was against the army head on, amen, God worked the victory. There's no doubt in my mind where it says that that stone hit him. It was guided by God. Amen. Somebody took that stone. I don't know how big it was, but to hit him, you know, how it hit him right in the center of the forehead, as big as he was, if it was a little bevel or something and it hit him, you know, usually somebody that big, it ain't going to knock them out right then like that. You know, yeah, it, I mean, it hit him hard. Now, I have seen some of those kids, the way they sling some of those, those, those slingshots and those stones, and they are some pretty dead, dead on, dead on with them. I mean, how they throw them, and I mean, they are, I mean, it comes out of there pretty, pretty, uh, pretty hard, you know, and it hit him right in the forehead. Out of all the places, that didn't have armor. Think about it. Because he had a helmet on. He had his, his, his coat of mail on. So if it would have hit him anywhere else, it wouldn't have made a difference. But it hit him right in the center of his forehead. The place that did not have any armor. So that tells me God got it, that, that stone. Amen. You wanted to follow me, giant? I'll show you something. Pow! You know, and, and David ran to him. And notice what he says. David stood on him. I think he put his foot right on his neck. Because later on, you will see when he's king, he has his men, their, their enemies. They always put their foot on their neck. Amen. Put your enemy underneath your feet. That's why they always did before they killed them. They let all their leaders walk on them and put their feet right on top of their neck to let you know that you are under my feet. Amen. And then they would kill them. Amen. And they slaughtered them. Amen. That way. So you have to face your enemies 
head on. You can't allow them to rule over you. Ecclesiastes 10, Solomon says that the spirit of the ruler rise up against you. Don't leave your place. If your boss get mad at you, start yelling and screaming, don't go somewhere else. Stay right there. Show them you're not afraid. Pretty soon, you know, it'll appease him. He'll realize. He'll realize. Sometimes the enemy is going to try to run you off. Stay right there. Amen. Because God is not giving you the spirit of fear. He's giving you power. He's giving you love. He's giving you a sound mind. And the Lord said in Luke ten nineteen, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall harm you. Amen. And that's what you got to do. Those things you fear in life, those things that has hindered you and trying to impede you, People, circumstance, situation, you need to just take it head on. You know, don't be afraid. Fret not, little flock. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom of God. Amen. Beloved, think it not strange, Peter said there in the fourth chapter, verse 12. Think it not strange concerning the fire trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. He says, but rejoice in that you are becoming a partaker of Christ's suffering. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. Because the spirit and glory of God rest upon you. On their part, he's evil spoken of. But on your part, he's, on their part, he's evil spoken of. But on your part, he's glorified. Amen. And, and, and that's the, that's the key. Is you can overcome this thing called fear. You can defeat fear. Amen. It's just false evidence that his spirit appearing real. Amen. And you take it on and watch. Every time it's, it comes in front of you, just go forward. Just go forward. That's all you got to do. Just keep walking forward, you know, and stuff. And you'll be surprised, you know, what will happen. Amen. What God will do. Amen. Praise God. Any questions and comments? Amen. Praise God. All right, don't forget Sunday is church. Amen. Let's come ready to worship and magnify and glorify the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. Father.